Hello, welcome to the Real Gals of Portland podcast. Three women balancing work and life in the real estate world. I'm Michelle Descombe, real estate broker, social butterfly, and a connector of people. And I'm Angela Stevens, a real estate broker, real estate investor, a house lover, a dedicated wife and mother of two. I'm Jennifer Jadibila, top producing mortgage loan officer, nurturing mother, family woman, and fashion enthusiast. Thank Thank you you for joining joining us. Hello, welcome to the Real Gals of Portland podcast. Hey, Hey ladies. Hello. Today's episode, we will be talking about health and wellness, which is exciting. We have a guest that Angela will introduce. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have the lovely Kimmy Marin. Hello. Hello. Thank you for coming. Uh, Yoga teacher, health and wellness advocate, and Arbonne area manager. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you ladies. Cool. Well, so what's going on? Let's start off with our usual, like, go around, like, saying what's up, what's new with us. Why don't you start, Michelle? Oh, okay. (laughs) So, I guess what's new with me is, um, so, I don't know if a lot of people knew that I had a skin cancer melanoma removed, and it's fine, and I was supposed to go, that was a couple years ago now, I guess it's been a year, and so I was supposed to go to the dermatologist every three months. Well, I just went, and they said that I've graduated on to every six months I get to go oh, now. Right. So that's, that's great. Yeah. That's a good thing. Fuck cancer. Let's just put that out there. Jennifer? Uh, let's see. Now, I feel like my life is kind of like, not normal. I feel like life is always crazy, but I'm mm-hmm. getting to a good place with like my health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Been doing some like meal prep food, fit foods. It's, like, here locally, but, oh, cool. yeah, I'm, like, on this little health journey, I think, this year. Me, too. Yeah, so. I mean, that's that would be mine, too. Mm-hmm, I, yeah. I'm i kind of a dork, like, and I'm really geeking out about Orange Theory, because probably I've never, like, signed up myself for, like, mm-hmm. a gym membership or anything. Like, I've, I do, like, a few yoga classes or something like that, but, like, to have something that's going to hold me accountable. So, yeah, um, that's mm-hmm. been great. I am super excited about it, and... Um, I have been thinking about it a lot just in terms of like, and maybe we talked on the last podcast or one of these podcasts about like how I've been reading the one thing and how that was impactful for me, but how when I started off with what my one thing was for like my physical health, I was like, oh, I'm just going to ride my bike for 20 minutes a day. And, um, then that turned into, okay, I can sign up for a gym membership. So, or whatever you would call orange theory. But anyways, I'm really excited. You want to hear something creepy? Yes. I go into our room, which I'm normally in, right? But I was making the bed yesterday, and the book on our nightstand was the one. Oh. And for Brandon, Brandon's reading it. I'm like, are you Am I his me? influencer? No, no I don't know. <laughs> no, he's had that book. Because I feel like, I feel like the last time we went on vacation, he had it, and it was, like, in my car, like, randomly. But when you mentioned it last time... It's like weird. I never noticed it, but it's that's what happens. House. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how it works. Kind of like, like that one book car, yeah. and then you see that car, your car mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're on the same like cool. wavelength for books. We are. That's always the yeah, I like uh-huh. that the connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys good. start the mindset? Who had the mindset? Uh uh-uh. No, I got girl boss. You could be. Girl oh, boss. you. Oh, mindset. I didn't start because I finished. I was finishing Brene Brown's. Oh yeah. Uh, she was doing. Uh, it was like a. 
a talk that she was doing one of her seminar seminars and they recorded it for Audible and or something. Mm-hmm. And so I was listening to that and it's really cool. Yeah, I've got like such a thick list right now, it. but I will get to the mindset. Is yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hers I'm was excited. all. I mean, I don't know if you've ever listened to Brene Brene Brown, mm-hmm. but she studies shame and uh, vulnerability, mm-hmm. and it's really fascinating how, what her research finds and just how to be like live more more wholeheartedly and um, authentically. And it's yeah, I think yeah, I, she's I, really smart and funny. I think I did, uh, was living by her quote last week when we were talking mm-hmm. about our intentions, but, um, like what is her quote about, uh, just why don't you imagine that everyone's just doing the best that they can yeah. or something like that. I didn't say it fully, but, mm-hmm. um, like when you get really frustrated, like I was really like aggro last week and just getting annoyed at people. Like, and if mm-hmm. you like just shift your perspective, like what if they're just doing the best that they can? Like they're not a bad person. What if you just take a moment, yeah. step away from yourself <laughs> for a second and be like, maybe they're just trying the best they yeah. can. Yeah. Maybe well. that person that's like really like right behind me, like dry, like trying to pass me on the freeway just really has somewhere important to go and they're not trying to be a dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or they are. Just a whole yeah. other thing. Just, you know, you just feel bad <laughs> for them because. They are living life that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's way, another way to spin it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Kimmy, what's new with you? Like, <laughs> we don't know you, but tell us more about, like... Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, a little bit about myself. Let's see. I'm going to not go into the vulnerability and shame. <laughs> and just Bye. more general. And <laughs> I have been on, in, in the theme of health and wellness, mm. on this path. Since, I think since I was like 11 or 12 years old, true story, and I would lead my family in exercises in the hotel room, and I then went through my, my, I think most women and girls did it, went through my witchcraft phase, (laughs) where I would sit, because we would drive up to uh, Canada every year, and I would sit... um, you know, along the rivers and the oceans that we would see along the ways as we would camp. And I would then meditate and Mm. tune into all the the elements, which now I feel like I do for a living as a yoga teacher, but Mm. I would tune into all the elements and practicing that, that meditation. And then now with you guys talking about the mindset and and personal development is really just getting more into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit about me. So, and with that, your health and wellness, you, um, took a trip. I did. So I just got back from Thailand where I led a week-long yoga retreat in the jungles of Thailand. Mm -hmm. And what was really beautiful about this, and I'm thinking about health and wellness, is that it was at this, with this nonprofit called the Never Forget Elephant Foundation Mm. that works to bring elephants back to their natural habitat. So right now they're in cities, like in Chiang Mai, they're Mm -hmm. working in the circus. And they're part of this mm-hmm. tourist industry that's actually being really, it's causing like damaging effects on the elephants. And so they're working to bring them back into their natural habitat and back into these, this, to this village where these people actually, this, it's called the Karen Hill tribe. They, they've ancestrally, they've had elephants there through, mm-hmm. you know, generations. Mm-hmm. You think, I think of them like as elephant herders, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so bringing them back into they're bringing it back to them where they actually, they own these elephants and these elephants are in the habitat and we're, and I was, so we got to go and I brought this yoga group mm. where we stayed in this village and, um, 
got to see these elephants, but it was a, so it was quite, I'm thinking about health and wellness on various levels because being in tune with like an animal as magnificent Mm -hmm. as an elephant too, must've really been cool. It was, it was absolutely amazing. And then also what I realized, because we're working on that this foundation is working on getting them out of the tourist industries where they're not being ridden and they're not being excessively mm-hmm. bathed and they're not using for circus tricks and they're you know. But I realized too when I was out there in this jungle that I'm watching them that this I'm they're still part of the tourist industry because there I am. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <That's interesting>. and <laughs> I think about that sometimes when mm-hmm. I see the pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was very aware that I'm like, but I'm still mm-hmm. here and um. And then I, I came to terms with it mm-hmm. of being like, well, if my money has to go to being able to observe elephants, then I want it to be out here where I have, I'm, I'm the true guest. Yeah, and okay. there was like a male elephant, a wild male elephant that would, that the people were very aware of where it was. And on one occasion we had to skedaddle out of that jungle very fast <laughs> oh my God. because it was word that it was actually two male elephants fighting coming oh. um, our way. So it was like, well, okay, I bet you could hear that coming. We couldn't actually, really? like, I don't know how far away they were. I think, but it was just like, let's get out now. So, <laughs> so you, um, so you have a son and you're married so what was that? Tell us just a little bit about like what that was like to make that decision to uh, go for what two weeks on your own, roll with other a group of women, right? Yes. Yeah. And, um, at the time, I don't really remember like when I made the decision to go. It was like, okay, I'm gonna go, and and I didn't, I don't really remember that whole process, but I do remember really wanting my family to come mm-hmm. and at mm-hmm. least travel with me and be there with me for part of it because I knew they. They, that my son, because he's only six years old, couldn't go actually into the retreat aspect of it. Um, but my family chose not to. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and so I came to terms with that. And I was excited but nervous. And the part that most affected me that I was very aware of being away from my family is when I got to the village, is there was no phone reception. Like there's no, I'm not, in, I'm not on my phone. I'm not on the internet, but there was one person who bought a SIM card and she had WhatsApp. Oh. And, and I remember when I, before I realized this and before she was like, you can use my phone whenever you want, um, coming, actually coming to terms and being like, I am not going to talk to my family for a week. Yeah. And they're not going to talk to me for a week and, um, processing that like mm-hmm. processing like what kind of anxiety am I going to mm-hmm. experience um like the lot there's gonna be a lack of control which I didn't realize mm-hmm. how much of a control freak I actually mm-hmm. am around my family that I wasn't going to and I remember mm-hmm. getting to this one stop on our way because it was a five-hour drive to where we were going from Chiang Mai getting to this one place and I knew it was going to be my last ability to have wi-fi of calling my husband and just mm-hmm. being like Okay, well, so we're going, I'm going now, and um, I don't think I'll be talking to you for a week, and being very, it was quite emotional, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and letting that go, and then I got to the village, and when I found out that this one woman did have, app, like, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. is, it, it was then a process of being like, okay, because I realized how anxious I felt, to separate slowly, and where I, mm-hmm. when I reached out to my family, and they were very happy, but then it was like telling them, okay, I'm going to try again tomorrow. But then I slowly started separating it because they were also fine. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. be fine without me. That's a huge yeah. realization yeah. right there. Like, oh, they're fine. Mm-hmm. I get that a lot because I travel a lot, um, especially the last year um, for like business conferences and things. And I, at first, just wanted my family with me all the time. And then I realized um, that I actually need that time. And I'm not mm-hmm. like, it's like, if I'm going to do something, like I need to actually just focus on it and not like not have that pressure of feeling like I have to entertain my family while I'm like also trying to really like grow my mind and grow my business. So like, but, um, I definitely have that, um, like serious guilt, like about leaving mm-hmm. and every single time I have yeah. like major guilt about going out of town. And then when I leave, I realize they're totally fine. <laughs> and my husband is so great. He, like I was telling this the other day, like, um, you know, when I was gone one trip, my daughter had the flu and he was like, you know, scrambling to get yeah. like help, like go take her to the doctor. You know, he had to stay home from work, like all this stuff. And he didn't, he didn't actually, he wouldn't have even told me until I got home if I hadn't found out through my mom who was mm-hmm. helping. Mm-hmm. I was just like, that's so amazing that he doesn't put that guilt on me. Like he already yeah. knows that yeah. it's hard enough for me to go yeah. out of town and leave like this control that I have over mm-hmm. the family. And he just lets <laughs> me do that. That, and I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that's very sweet and considerate. And that's, it also drives me nuts because I'm like, what? Right. You didn't tell me my baby is sick? <laughs> like, <laughs> What happened was, and this is another thing that might have helped me, is on the retreat, there, was, there were four of us, four of us women, who had kids the dad was home watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and one woman, her, it was her son, her old, she has three kids. Her oldest son, it was his 15th birthday while we were gone. Oh, yeah. And she even was like, like, the first day that she was like, oh, my son's turning 15. And we yeah. were all like, do you feel bad that you're not here? She's <laughs> like, no, all he wants to do is drive, like have a chance to drive the yeah. car. Right. <laughs> and then another one, this would brought me, this to my mind, is this another one. She was also, she also WhatsApped um, her family. And she's like, oh my gosh, I just found out my daughter, who's, her daughter's also six just got kicked by one this one kid at her school and mm. she was like I don't know what to do da, da, da. and and she, and she had to like actually consciously be like okay I have to just let trust that my husband's mm-hmm. taking yeah. care of this like I'm yeah. not going to I can't micromanage of letting go mm-hmm. that's something that I've been thinking about a lot a lot lately just you know I've had you know evaluating friendships and yeah. and things like there's some things that you just are powerless like a situation that you really can't control mm-hmm. and it's so hard for us to just let it go yeah. and let it be what it is supposed to be and like give into that and trust that your people have have it you know they got you they're not gonna hurt your family they're not gonna hurt you like it whatever is you know whatever's supposed to be yeah whatever will be will be type of thing I think for me like uh you know my I'm not married to my daughter's dad. It's like when I travel, I just feel like I have extra guilt. I mean, it might be just all the same mom guilt, but like I already give up time with her. So I I feel like for me, it's like when I leave, it's like even harder. I mean, we definitely like try and plan around like weekends I don't have her. So I'm not, but like next week, you know, I have to go to San Diego for work and I am giving up my days with her. I feel like it's just, it's something I'm working on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah, it's a work in process. Cause letting but, go is not easy. Yeah. Yeah. And she's okay. You know, like yeah. that's the thing, like her like, dad's a, like great dad to her. So mm-hmm. like, you know, but 
and I mean, I always think of it as I, I, I feel like I'm, it's a good influence on my kids for them yeah. to see me independent, yeah. to see me going on trips mm-hmm. by myself, mm-hmm. um, like yeah. to see me working on my business, working on my mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I think that they'll remember overall that. they will, that will be a good influence yeah. like yeah. for her to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my overall like comforting thought mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing is like, well, this is my son is seen yeah, that I'm going to be, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and now he really wants to go to Thailand. Like mm-hmm. that's something that's he wants so to cute. do. But that, yeah, we can still be family and we can still, but we can still keep our independence. Know, independence. Mm-hmm. I think a lot, I think that is probably the biggest struggle for most humans. Like mm-hmm. when you've been on your own for so long, like most of your life until you meet somebody that you fall in love with. And then letting, like surrendering to them and trusting that and, and then suddenly feeling like you're not independent anymore. Like that's a struggle. And like, that's why you have to find that person that's going to respect that. And you have to have the conversations, the hard conversations with each other about still retaining your own sense of identity Mm -hmm. Um, because guilt is so real. And it really, when you have these other people that you love or that you feel that rely on you for your love and like doing something for yourself feels guilty. And I don't, I don't agree with that. I, and I see it hurt some of the mamas that I know, like, it's like they create, and I'm not saying like, I'm not judging like everybody to each their own, but like when I see these attachment issues that the kids have and like the mom has or dad mm-hmm. has, and I mean, I don't understand cause I'm not a mom, but I guess I'm seeing it from a different perspective of like, you know, like how is that going to help them? For yeah. their lives, informing healthy relationships mm-hmm. later. Oh, I totally have you a have to retain that. My daughter, I will mm-hmm. be the first to admit. I know it's not healthy, but I do. Well, yeah. the first step is recognizing. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Like I said, I'm I mean, and no it. judgment. Like, you yeah, might, no. you find your groove, but eventually you will have to yeah. surrender that at yeah. some level because yeah. And I feel like that's why you that hear about like when people have their second kid, it's like different, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna have a second kid, so I just need to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I found that some of my guilt was more around the fact that I was going off and I was gonna travel and I was knew I'd have fun and have this great experience, mm-hmm. and my husband was mm-hmm. gonna be at home constantly with our son. But what I didn't think about was that my husband was also super excited because that meant that he was going to be working only half days. And, um, <laughs> and he didn't want to go in the yeah, first place. He didn't want to go. Yeah, like, that's the thing. My husband be like, oh, I get to just watch TV with the yeah. kids and you aren't going to yeah. come in and be like, brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I told Jen like, that they pretty much watched, played video games the whole time I was gone. <laughs> yeah, they're totally fine. Yeah. And you get to go. Well, and you were video. saying and you came back and they were like, ah, like, yeah, yeah. the video games. Yeah, that I was vetoing it. I was like, uh-huh. you only get a half an hour, that's it. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did you have like did you do anything in the jungle like meditate like were you, oh you were leading yoga I was leading yoga but what really happened and this was where I feel like the self-care really came in was there was periods of every day from lunch until so from one o'clock till four thirty, which was uh free time mm-hmm. and mind you there's nothing to do. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time in a hammock. Mm-hmm. I, I in that hammock, hammock, I was reading, dozing off. 
um, journaling. Yeah. I know. I can't um, even and imagine. Staring at this beautiful sight. And I would look around and I would see everybody else was doing the exact same thing. They would just be like journaling, sleeping in a hammock. <laughs> and um, it was a real true like stepping back. Mm-hmm. And I thought unplugging. unplugging and how vital this is. And I think that is more mm-hmm. than anything else why I'm doing it again. Yeah. 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 I That's think so that cool. Would be giving you that different perspective and not being so plugged in. Yeah. I think about that a lot. I can't even imagine. Well, okay. my friend did that 10 days in the meditation center mm-hmm. where you don't I make mm-hmm. eye contact with anyone. You don't talk to anyone. You just like, oh, yeah, it's, whoa. it's, have you heard, have you done this? I've known. What is yeah, the purpose of that? Um, like, what does that do? What I that guess do? true introspection, like true, like real understanding of who you are. Like if you can't, oh. if you're not, if you don't have any engagement, like you you're surrounded by people, but you don't have any, like you, you're not supposed to talk to them. Look at them. Like you're really just supposed to like, like, like you, I think you get to another level, like mm-hmm. of mindfulness mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I, I'm, I'm interested in it. I don't know if I want to do that, <laughs> but if you've ever meditated and you, yeah. you think, I mean, I, when I do in the morning, it's just so calming. I feel like my mm-hmm. day is very intentional, but like your mind, where yeah. your mind yeah. goes, like the thoughts that come into your mind and how you like, you like, mm-hmm. you can focus on them or you can like acknowledge them and then move so on. So what do they do? Mm-hmm. They're like in a room or like it's, what? It's a huge meditation center. I think yeah. they're like, there's like them everywhere along the you can't exercise you can't journal like there's like exercise you yeah. can't have an exercise you're not actually yeah because yeah that sounds, <laughs> you so, eat. Well, the, the that sounds so boring the idea is, but think <laughs> about what that would do to your See, mind though. the idea is that because those become distractions you're that like, is a whole you have to focus way. on yourself like you're mm-hmm. you're forced to like you you be you like just completely in yourself yeah like I know it would be, but it would be such a test. I, to me, it sounds like a complete like detox of like my detox, right? Like of all the, like I'm obsessed with my phone. I'm always checking something, something, somebody always wants something from me always, especially as a mom, as as, in our industry, industry with working with clients, Mm -hmm. always like I get home sometimes and like, my my husband asked me where something is. My kids are like, "Mom, I need this," and then like my clients are texting me, and I almost like <laughs> feel like screaming. My head's gonna explode, and it's just mm-hmm. I need that time. I just need yeah. to step away for a second and like have that moment. I think but, everybody does. I think it's so important to have that. I mean, yeah. that's what we're our. But we you don't know, having these conversations it. about that balance, mm-hmm. right? But we don't get it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like for her being in a hammock, yeah. you don't have cell reception. Right. Like you, what are you gonna do? Like I would actually much rather have that as my first detox than go yeah. ten yeah, days of not too. talking. Yeah. No, I contact with anybody would be really weird because I'm such. You're a per- so I'm friendly. Such a personable. Like <laughs> yeah, I need human interaction. But that yeah. might be a really good test for you then. You know what was what really you, nice? Oh my god, I, I can't even imagine. What was well first Sorry, I, I'm I can freaking tell you, out right now. Somebody I know <laughs> I, I just think about I just spoke to somebody the other day. I feel like this is universe sign number two, but I just spoke to somebody the other day who did this. It's um Vipassana, mm. oh. I believe it is, Vipassana uh, meditation. Who and she said that she got to, I think it was day two, she was thinking that she was bored. But then mm-hmm. she realized that it wasn't necessarily boredom, but it was a lack of distraction. Totally. Mm-hmm. And that was really like eye-opening for her. But as I say, one of the things that we did with our week in the retreat 
it was from Sunday to Sunday. And on Friday, we made it silent. And it was a relief. It was a relief not to have to please anybody. It was a relief not to have to talk to somebody, not to have to be nice, not to have to engage. And it created this sense of space in that um, I don't think any of us realized we actually needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah, a good point. You intentionally did it, mm-hmm. and then so that's that's something. There's something to that. Yeah, See, yeah. For me, you I intentionally put yourself through that, and <laughs> and and the group actually somebody in the group decided because I was saying it was only going to be till like lunch till dinner, and somebody in the group was like, "Can we just have it like until the next morning?" And I was like, "And I was like, everybody down?" And they're like, "Yeah, cool. Okay. <laughs> that's really neat." So, what did you get from that? Like, what was the reward? Um, the reward was just taking a break. It felt mm-hmm. like being able, it, it felt like taking a break among everything else. And since I was leading the group, all of a sudden I didn't have to hold the space. Mm-hmm. I didn't, because as you know, even though this is come what a vacation, I'm still working. I'm still making sure that everybody's getting along, that mm-hmm. everybody's mm-hmm. needs are in some way being met, that I can help to an extent. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me personally, what I got out of it was just like, Oh, I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to worry about anybody. I don't have to smile at anybody. Like, right. You can just simply wait. Be... There are yogis that don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear the best piece of advice yes. I've heard? This is good for, for <laughs> listeners as well. So a couple, when I first started teaching yoga, I had this, there's this visiting teacher came to Portland, which is a big name. And she was talking about how in the yoga community, there's this idea that everyone has to get along. Yeah. She's like, but we're people and we don't. Uh-huh. And I remember being so relieved because there's people I don't like. And, <laughs> um, and she said, what happens is those people that who do like completely annoy you or if you rub you the long way that you can't stand that you just like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. what they're doing. And so this is the yoga thing is to be grateful for them because mm-hmm. they're just rubbing your rough edges smooth. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and, and, yeah. like that. and they're just polishing you up better gem so nice yeah. I like that, I like that mm-hmm. too if only that was okay like... so I'm like I really want to get into yoga because I, I feel like I've been on this journey the last couple of years of like being more mindful and like kind of you know just mm-hmm. internally figuring myself out so if one was to want to get into yoga and practice yoga how what advice would you give them my advice is to try out a bunch of different studios Okay. to find one, the style you like, because mm-hmm. people have different styles Yeah. Right? and you want to find what you like and, um, and then keep going. Like, mm-hmm. like, um, don't, it's easy to make the excuses of, Oh, I'm sore or I'm yeah. tired. Just like mm-hmm. the orange theory, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sore. I'm tired. I'm busy. I'm hungry you know, whatever those excuses are, like the couch just really wants me to sit on it. Like whatever it is, like is to keep going. Yeah. And, and to try it. So do like those, like each, a lot of studios will have 30 days or week long trials. Like go as like as much as you can like to make it a goal. Like I'll go every day or, you know, seven, six days a week just to practice and just to get in the habit and to find yeah. do I really even like it? Do you have yeah. to go to, so like for me, I'm just in this chapter in my life where I, like, I just do my workouts at home because I don't want to leave my daughter. Like, mm-hmm. you think it's fine to do it at home? I, I think it's absolutely fine to do at home. Here's the thing. Do you need to leave your daughter? 
Yeah. Yeah. There's the fucking <laughs> resident. There's, maybe that. Maybe oh, that's no. your yoga. Maybe that's just it. Calling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So if sorry, you were sorry. to want, like, what are the like, what are the things you need? So if I was to want to set up my workout room with like a yoga like mat. Mm. A video, probably you need well, a video. Well, the video. I mean, there's app, like apps too now, right? A video. Like, a video. In your VHS yeah. player. <laughs> like, what's the mood that you need to set? Um, honestly, oh, no. let that mood happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, so here's the thing. I'm getting the idea, and I kn- and also because I know the way you decorate, that you are extremely perfectionist. Yes. Okay. Is let all that go. Yeah. That might, that might be the hardest thing, is yeah. let all that go and just... Put on your your VHS video, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and and do it. Yeah, and that's the most important thing. And you might find, okay, oh, I need like for props blocks. Yeah, like two blocks are mm-hmm. are going to be a basic prop, and you can get those on you know any yeah. any website. Um, but for those of listeners who don't have the means to get blocks, like books are a good thing. Okay. Rolled up blankets. I've Rolled up blankets. Before. Yeah. Uh, coffee tables sometimes work for those people who are really inflexible or might have yeah. been working with injuries and can't mm. lower down, like can't bend too far. Like a coffee table, mm. a couch um, is a good place. Um, but is to just simply do it. And then not to yeah. get hung up on like, do I need to light the candles and I need the music? And yeah. Because the ambience will eventually be created as you learn what yeah. you like and you don't like mm-hmm. and what you need. Mm. Okay. But it just start by doing it because it's, easy as we all know in life to like prepare 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 rather than just mm-hmm. execute yeah yeah that's good i had you. fun too with um bringing my kids in to mm-hmm. yoga like at mm-hmm. home because they have so much fun yeah. and they're so much more flexible than you are like <laughs> i'm like really gosh i don't know make me feel worse <laughs> well there's another thing don't get hung up on the competitiveness like no i noticed I, that when i'm taking like yoga classes and i'm not following along at all i'm like I, I can't put my body in that position. It's not going to happen. So just finding your own your own way around yeah. it. You know, like like we always say, like start where you're at mm-hmm. and go with that. Like, yeah. Because you can level up the more mm-hmm. you do it and just keep learning from it and finding if you like it or not. I mean, maybe it's not your thing. Well, it was like for me kind of like what I was just saying about how I had my exercise bike and I was just like 20 minutes a day. Like Mm -hmm. that's, you can't fight with that, right? Like you just do it. But so you could start there and then maybe Mm -hmm. sign up for a class because I feel, I will, I'm maybe I'm just different, but a class keeps me accountable. Yeah. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. why, yeah. I mean, the Peloton I feel like works Mm -hmm. for me because it's like a, still a class environment that is, yeah, because mm. that's the one with the screen and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can yeah. take live classes. Oh, really? Small. That's uh-huh. crazy. Yeah, I did the an like app that. like that you had to pay for, so that held yeah. me accountable. But then it didn't because when it got hard, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to do this. But yeah. I would totally do it if I was in a class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a class environment. Yeah, <laughs> but do you feel like you push yourself as hard as you would if somebody yeah. was sitting um, right next well, to you? Well, yeah, because they have a thing, right? And it tells you like one how many people are in it, uh, but it'll tell you like where you're ranked. Oh, so that's like Orange Theory. Yeah, kinda. so you will like as you're like so yeah, but there's paddling, a competitive. Like yeah. you'll move up or down. I'm always in the middle. Like yeah, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, it is like very competitive cause you can see, and I haven't actually taken any of the live classes, mm-hmm. but when you take the, the classes that were recorded, it'll show you people like there's always 50 plus people in like 
classes while I'm there, which is crazy because, you know, they're like the pre-recorded ones. Um, But yeah, it works for me. And sometimes I turn it off, but I notice that when I have it on, I do like do more because I'm pushing myself Mm -hmm. because I see where I'm like ranking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I think when it comes to like working out or any aspect of health and wellness, even meditation, it's just as long as we're, you're doing it is yeah. what's most important. It doesn't necessarily matter what it is, mm-hmm. well, you know, like, just, but as long as you will do it, because what's the point of being like, I'm going to sign up for orange three, but you don't go. Yeah. Yeah. And then the forgiveness around it. Like, that's what I like about the yeah. calm app and like mm-hmm. how she, she like when you meditate and your mind is like going away, mm-hmm. she calls you out on it somehow. Cause they, they <laughs> Cause know. She like, cause She's talking human. to me. No, but yeah, it's, um, but it's human nature, but to have that like patience of with yourself yeah. of like, that's okay. And forgiveness. Like forgive yeah. yourself, move on. Like, well, just like you everything. Didn't do your exercise, just do it yeah. like the next day. Right. It's the long game, not a short thing. I think we're so wrapped up in this instant, instant gratification, gratification instant, instant results that we don't, <laughs> we don't ever realize like, you know, even that person that seems like they just came out of the woodwork as some shining star. Actually, they've probably been working at it for, like, decades. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, a celebrity, haven't you ever seen, and you're watching a movie, and you're like, oh, my gosh, look at it. It's like, blah, 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 blah. Right? And they're like, this, like, the waiter. Right? <laughs> like, like, oh, that guy's a major star now. Like, yeah. it, it takes time, like, everything. And yeah. I like that forgiveness, so... Well, thank you yeah. for yeah. sharing your Thailand experience and the it, yogi retreat. Yes, and if people want to connect with you, what's a good way? Um, I have a website. It's Kimmy. That's K-I-M-I Marin, M-A-R-I-N, and like Nora, yoga.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at Kimmy Marin Wellness. Those are great places. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, as always. See you next time, everyone.